15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Is that Shakespeare? Nope, it's Geico. Uh, yeah, 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 that's Shakespeare from one of his unpublished works. Oh, it be not for awakening. Nay, give it thou the berries. For 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. No, it's from Geico, because they help save people money. Well, I hate to break it to you, but Geico got it from Shakespeare. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Welcome to the Let's Be Real podcast, where we are regarded to as the starting five. We are powered by the Bitch Podcast Network, and we are sponsored by Overtime Heroics Memphis. Let's be real. Episode 101 Dalmatians. Let's go. Mm. Let's go. Mm. Nice. <laughs> All right. Nice. Before we get the thing started, first up, you see Shooter's name. September 17th. What is it? Four days. He is expecting his daughter. So congrats to Shooty and Brianna. Pray and hope yes. for a Always. Delivery. Shout out to y'all. Congrats. Mm-hmm. Also, and then that, it's the last child, by the way. Last child. <laughs> <laughs> also, tomorrow, September 14th, it'll be officially the one year anniversary for Trevor and Amanda. So, happy early anniversary from the show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You and the wife. Shout mm-hmm. out to the wifey who's probably in the other room watching as we're talking right now. So, thank <laughs> <Yep>. you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's go and get started. Savage Memphis football. What's going on? Uh, gentlemen, gentlemen, gentlemen. Um, so last last week, uh, late last week, there was a report out um, that the Memphis Tigers, um, at least uh, 20 players have contracted um, COVID-19. Uh, there was a lot of he say, she say, they did, we did, everything, everybody did. Um but um, reporters came out and said that there was a party bus involved with like um, social contact with people as far as like how they contracted it. Um, others say it was some other kind of party, social event or whatever. Uh, football players came out and blamed Arkansas State because they claimed that they were following all the protocols. Um, all that to say it doesn't matter once COVID-19 has ended the conversation, football has left the conversation. Uh, and so Memphis has paused their uh, football activities for this week. Um, and according to an article that I read, they were saying that uh, they tested the players Saturday and they're going to see the results on Monday. Um, they said the plan was to to continue to play the game, but that depends on the results on Monday. Um, Houston had been in talks with, I think, Baylor, if I'm not mistaken, hey. yep. to, uh, to schedule them to play. Uh, in my opinion, it's not looking too good for football with the city of Memphis, uh, especially after a, a win against Arkansas State. And now the Tigers are ranked number 16, but looks like no game to play. So what are you guys' thoughts on COVID-19 coming down in 901? Something about this story ain't right. Yeah. Something about this story ain't right. Because first of all, it it came from, I guess, some reporter that that reports solely on the Houston, the University of Houston. So it came from there. And so then I started to think about it. I said, okay, well, if this were to be true, no other school or university is having COVID nineteen problems, because this, to my knowledge, this is the only school. I think we, I think I just saw some other school not too long ago 
But Memphis is the only school in the in the in the entire country with COVID nineteen issues. That that's that's my thing because then if that's the case, well, heck, oh, you got problems because oh, you they're not even reporting their te- they're not even putting their reports out. So that's my thing. I just feel like something about this story isn't true. This is again the every year for some reason the NCAA or the schools wants to pick on the University of Memphis for some odd reason. It's, that's why we always say it's Memphis versus everybody. Something about this story ain't right. And we will definitely see how true this report is come Monday. That's all so, I got. To pick off your point, Scalar, um, Arkansas State, they beat who they beat here yesterday, Kansas State. Kansas State. Kansas State. Kansas State. Um, they had 13 players that got scratched off that couldn't play. Uh, I think starters or the players who was part of the rotation. When um, was that announced? When was that announced? I, uh, it was before the game. Well, oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, okay. I missed that then. Sorry. Yeah, somebody uh, somebody posted a tweet showing a depth chart. It was like scratch, it was a bunch of scratch offs. Um, <laughs> so hey, uh, speaking of that, shout out to Self. Look what you just said. That's a- Pick <laughs> 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 so, up your points, Gallon. It's like you said, something right, something right about the story, but it's fair. I don't know. I don't know how true ESPN did put it out. I mean, throughout the game, so I was watching your state day. Basically, said the game was count well postponed. It's going to be pushed back to a open date week for both teams, and they had it that Houston is playing Baylor. But I don't like I said. I don't know if it's confirmed or not. ESPN. That's what ESPN had yesterday while I was watching the Florida State uh, Georgia Tech game. But back to Memphis, like you said, Scouting. Uh, it's too many conflicting stories. Like. First you hear the party voice, then you hear it's just a regular party. Then the football players come out saying they didn't do that. And they blame Arkansas State. Then Arkansas State has 13 players who don't play yesterday. Like, and like then said, a, a lot of players came out too. It wasn't just one. It was like a lot yeah, of people. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, we didn't do this. Yeah. So, so it's, it's yeah, like I said, some ain't some right. We're gonna find out more. Well, hopefully we find out more. Um, but other teams, like I said, there's me no other teams. Arkansas State had 13 scratched off. Tennessee had reported 44 players in quarantine last week. Um, they said only seven to eight got it, but I mean, Oklahoma and what Oklahoma's announced this, they're, they're now announcing their COVID or announcing the people who catch COVID if they catch it. Like I said, a bunch of just conflicted stories. Yeah. Um, to the point of uh, conflicting stories, um, I think about the articles I used to read, um, not used to read, but like read about like North Carolina. Uh, UNC. So um, for those that don't know, uh, UNC did have like a hybrid learning. Um, and then after a weekend, one weekend, they went from hybrid learning to just all virtual learning because there were so many people that actually were uh, contacted with COVID in like bunches. Um, yet and still, North Carolina went on to play football. Um, so their season has not been halted. Um, so I, I definitely agree with there's something in the water in regards to like who actually has to report and why. Um, and I almost think like, you know, depending upon the type of school you're at or the school you are coming from and how much money your school can, you know, kind of shut some things away that um, will let you know whether or not you can play football or not. Like, to my, again, the the big one of the biggest stories I heard about before all this NFL, uh, NFL NCAA started was UNC. Um, and to see them actually go and play football and not a an ink talked about for their players it's just it would describe come on man uh, also before anyone else go y'all saw the report about the aac was concerned that memphis would be the team that this happens to sounds Racist. black to me right what like yeah. what that's <laughs> it iffy <laughs> trevor took 
No, nah, y'all hit the y'all hit the nail right on yeah. the coffin. Like it's definitely a lot to be said about, you know, what's going on for sure. But um I, I can't wait to see how this how this story unfold unfold. Like, do we know the players yeah. who tested positive? And that's the thing, because if you test positive, you know you test positive. So where are the list of players who tested positive? You know what I'm saying? It don't take like they say 48 hours. No, no, no. And then they're gonna go get retested for them to like get like what if there's the, some players that go and get negative reviews because that's happened before you know what i'm saying some people have gone get tested one spot and tested positive and gone to another spot tested negative i mean you got to look at that too so it's like a lot of these players may get conflicted reports and the fact that it's memphis you know back in the spotlight for some negative yet again i i think it's more to it i i was already bringing calls to pause just when the reports came out like the reports came out from houston which would have been our opponent this week as opposed to it coming out straight from here, which would have happened if we had, if it was actually 20 players testing positive, I think it would have been reported here first before it actually would have spread nationwide. But the fact that it actually came out, it was first reported from Houston, this kind of makes it a little iffy in my opinion. Like we don't know who the players are. Like that's crazy. Yeah. As soon as the NFL player gets, you know, tested, oh, he tested positive. NBA tested positive. Okay, if it's 20 players in name. The only thing I think of is, is they're trying to, I guess, protect the player from, like, I guess, public scrutiny, especially with, like, the whole social event situation. But, again, like, once a, per a person is tested positive, that should be public knowledge based on, like, who that person is around, you know, a bunch of other variables. It, it To me, it is kind of iffy. I just, I just hope that Monday comes and, you know, things come back negative. But even then, like, that's, a, in my opinion, a competitive disadvantage to or for Memphis in preparation for the game against Houston because they, they haven't practiced uh, since they, you know, since the story came out, you know. And, and at that point, I guess the game's was Saturday or scheduled for Saturday. Uh, so, really, you you could have had some valuable time practicing, whether that's for players that, that have COVID or not have COVID, you know what I'm saying? So, if somebody has COVID, it means somebody's got to step up and get some reps in, you know. And if you don't get reps – I mean, you're going to see on the field who, 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 who wasn't ready for the game. So, I don't know. It's, it's, it's just ugly to me. This is all around ugly. And then I also had a friend tell me, which is I think is a solid point. They, they, they did a party bus after winning versus Arkansas State. Come on, man. <laughs> come on, man. Memphis. Like, come on, man. Somebody would have had video of this, too. Like, yeah, I was exactly. Somebody had video of this. <laughs> like, come well, on, Y'all know, know, know where it was supposed to be headed to, right? Supposedly, they're supposed to head to the paint. The P Valley. <laughs> All right. <laughs> hey, on, on. One, more, one, one more thing to add to it is like, ain't it's not if I'm if I'm going to a party bus, it's not just gonna be me and my guys. Yep, it's girls. Why am I? What, what, what are the girls? What the girls? What the girls showing? I'm, like, come on, man, they don't make no girls sense. Girls taking pictures, I'm, I'm, I'm videos. Come on. come on, man. Why am I I'm going to a party bus? Why am I going to a party bus in my own city? Like. Yeah, none of you this makes you 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 know you know what's all in the city already. So why are you on the party bus? Like I understand if you was on a road or something, yeah, yeah. But I'm like, like y'all probably could have just went home and just did something else. So come on now, that's just me. At the Arkansas State, exactly. Let me tell you. All right, all right. Speaking of, well, not speaking of, uh, but the NFL did start on Thursday. We did have opening air on this past Thursday. Definitely had the, the Kansas City Chiefs and uh, y'all favorite football team, the Houston Texans, to get us kicked off. 
<laughs> on Thursday. Um, before the game, of course, you saw videos, you saw pictures of all players linked up in, um, in togetherness. Um, and during the national anthem or before the game, players were booed by the fans that were not even, in my opinion, not even supposed to be there. But hey, who am I? Um, so the, the players were booed uh, because they looked like they were trying to um, be in unison. They wanted to bring awareness to Black Lives Matter, um, the social injustice that we've all seen and heard um, over the past couple of months. So what are you guys' take on the fans booing the NFL players? It just reveals that this whole thing that's going on was never about the anthem. It's all about good old white supremacy and it was distasteful. Like the fact that you couldn't even just chill for however long they was out there, I think it was maybe 15 seconds. Um, just to boo because of that. I was like, yep, just come out and say it at this point. You it was never about the anthem, it was never about the flag, it was never about the military. Like, just admit that this is all about you just don't like black people and just keep it moving. I don't I, I take it even further. Just admit that they just want to they want they want us to entertain them. Yep. They want athletes to entertain them, and that's it. Go on, play football, play basketball. Shut up and dribble. Play your sport, yep. Shut up and dribble. You have to feel entertain me for these two and a half, three hours, then be quiet. It's just BS to me because the same people who are booing these people are claiming that all lives matter, and you literally saw all lives locked up together in the middle of the field, like black, white, Samoan, in between, everything. I just don't, I don't understand what was the point of booing a, they didn't, I don't think they, they kneel. They didn't even kneel. They just, they just, they just locked arms. That was like the most American thing that, that could be done is everybody from all different backgrounds, you know, locking arms together for unity, not like, not black supremacy, but just unity across all different races and just togetherness and still find a way to boo these people. My thing is like, why come? Why even come to the game if you're gonna do that? Like, why even come to the game if you just choose to boo during like a moment of solidarity? Like, I don't, I don't understand. Like, those people who are at the game are probably the same people on Twitter with no avatar saying, "I'm done watching the NFL." Meanwhile, your ass is there booing people. Like, get out of here with that mess, man. Keep it a hundred. I just, found, I just found it funny that the people that boo probably were the same ones checking their fantasy scores at the game as well. Mm-hmm. Like, if you gonna, if you gonna hate us, hate us all the way. If you gonna be with us then be with us all the way and shout out to the nfl players for locking arms um for a lot of people that don't really know the concept of locking arms it's to show really real brotherhood to show real unity to show that you know together we can make it through anything and the fact that you know like 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 trev said white supremacy flat out there like what more do you need for us to show y'all that 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 being black in america is a privilege but it also sucks at times we got to deal with booze just for trying to make the world a better place. Mm. Like, come on now. Um, please, please let Justin Harrison know. I will get to his comments. Oh, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> um, but to what we're discussing right now is racism. Um, and I think I was it Ryan Clark. I think made a great, great point. Um, X Steeler, right? Steeler, yeah. great, so to speak. Um, made a great point. We've locked arms for autism, for Breast Cancer Awareness Month. I Preach. mean, everyone, everyone puts on pink for that. 
Preach. Um, you know what I mean? And not saying I'm not a, I'm not, I'm never against breast cancer. Where I'm never <laughs> against autism. I, I'm in school, so I know what all this means. But people are not understanding that we are really meaning Black Lives Matter. That was a statement for 15 seconds a minute. It doesn't matter how long that statement could have been. The fact that people boo shows others how naive our I don't it's not a world problem it's the country's problem it's the United States problem it's because of how the United States was built and created and how we still fathom to live here it was born on the the slaves backs this whole country would be nothing without slaves math was learned in Egypt and was brought to America to make everything that we got going on right now so when you do your research and understand that these Caucasians do not appreciate us, that's when you have to start being ungrateful to them too. And that's when you got to start firing back. And I am all for exactly what happened in regards to locking arms, whatever the statement may be. But even if I don't agree with the statement, I'm not going to boo them during that time. That wasn't just like mean. That was disrespectful. That was rude. And to be honest, I don't know what's going on in Kansas City, but I wouldn't want to be in Kansas City knowing that my fans are booing me for making a choice to defend my color that's slaying all these black women. I'm going to start with my queens first and my black men. I just can't get jiggy with that, man. And and shout out to those that did respond and said what they said. I don't know what could have been a better statement if they would have just walked out the field and not even played the game. I mean, the game was great. But uh, a real slap in the face for everyone that boo would have been just walk off the field because the Sharpie's point, all people want to do is treat blacks as we're gestures. Shut up and dribble. Go play football. Go play tennis. Go play whatever it is so you can shut up about us being racist. But the truth of the matter is we working for them. We doing exactly what they want us to do. And I would love for us to take a, another step further. And I'm going to say this and I'll let everyone else go. I'm going to say this. The women, the women to me are leading the charge and continuing the charge of Black Lives Matter. Mm. Whether it's the WNBA, whether it's Miss Osaka, who's wearing a different mask all the time, right? It, they are the ones there. And we have such a voice. But I believe at times we as black men are scared to use our voice because of what can happen. Where our black queens are like, hey, it is what it is. I'm not playing this game. Whatever. Take out my check. And let's move on. But go ahead. Thanks. Yeah, I All think right. for me, I think I was a little, I want to say a little, dis well, a party was a little disappointed because this happened in Kansas City, who their leading quarterback, their quarterback who just led them to a Super Bowl, Super which Bowl. I believe was first first ever in franchise history, is a yep. black quarterback. And so you want to boo him and everybody else that's a part of that team and that's a part of that matchup, you boo all of them. It's crazy. Again, they only want it's all it's it's okay to root for us when it benefits them. But then when it comes to us wanting to be together and show that we want to bring work to this uh to this situation, we get booed. But hey, it's the country that we live in, sadly enough, fellas. Yep. Any. I feel Moving like, oh, I, ahead, I, I, um, for Indy, I, I mean, the statement to me that I want them to make, I want them to, I'm, as much, I'm glad we got football back on the TV, right? Mm -hmm. I want them to walk up the field after this. Yep. Mm -hmm. I mean, 
Just me personally. I mean, all the, I'm like, I'm glad. I mean, we got a sports podcast, so of course we want sports now. It's right. uh, it's entertaining for us, but we also are black. Mm-hmm. I feel like they should have left, but I understand the reasoning behind. You know, you know that's their job. Everybody, you know, once you make a certain amount of money, you're the millionaires, but you live a millionaire life lifestyle. You got to maintain lifestyles and all this. So I understand, but I, in my personal opinion, I would prefer them just say, oh, y'all want to boo? Okay, bit. Bit, yep. What kind Go ahead, too. No, I, I would just thought, I'm, I'm oh, okay, cool. I, okay, I, I see cool. I hit it on the cop. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, 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 we good, we good. Okay, cool. All right, we're moving along as we continue to talk about the NFL. Every week, we'll bring about two or three games that we want to pick the winners of. Um, so we'll actually start off with the with the Saints and the Bucks, who are actually on TV now. We'll pick two more games after that. So uh, currently, right now, we have the Saints twenty four, the Buccaneers fourteen. Who do you guys see will finish this game up and take potentially the division lead already after Week One um, for that division? Who's going to win? Um, Man, at this rate, the Saints. <laughs> I mean, I can't say that. <laughs> I mean, Brady has all two picks. <laughs> I mean, Brady's not to make compacts, but they, this is still a brand new team. You know, mm-hmm. they they have preseason, they had training camp, but you, they still got to get in rhythm. So, I, Saints would go and finish them off. Mm-hmm. Saints. Yeah, before the game started, I was going to choose the Saints regardless because with the firepower the Tampa Bay has, they still have to get you. <laughs> To playing together. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is still a strong defense and a great offense, but um, the the Saints, uh, the two-time I can't make it to the NFC Championship Saints um, still have something to prove, and I think they're just really ready to go game one at least, um, so I'm giving it to the Saints. So what about you? Mm-hmm. I think I heard you. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Saints as well, man. Um, they got the experience. They got the chemistry with each other. You know, it's Brady's first game with a new team. You know, no preseason football. You know, Saints already got in the, um, got the lead right now, so I don't think Brady will make a comeback. But if he do, cool, because I got him on one of my fantasies. So, <laughs> I mean, all I'm going to say is this before we move to the next game. The Saints just be lucky now, but you're still the reason that Kirk Cousins is in the Let's Be Real top ten quarterback. <laughs> I just want to say that. So, yeah, for sure. Uh, I think so. A lot of us look like we're going with the Saints. Um, I think for me, real quick before I move to the next game, I think one thing that's kind of eye opening to me a little bit, and I think we've seen this over the past couple of years, is Drew Brees is on the decline. And I think I'm going on the decline just before looking at his past attempts. Um, he's no longer throwing the ball down the field. And when you get to the point where you're no longer throwing the ball down the field, you ain't got much longer in the NFL. I don't care what your name is. And that could be Peyton Manning. That could be Drew Brees. That could be anybody in the league. So that's one thing that I'm looking at. That's, that's really caught my eye. Uh, so we'll move forward. Uh, we have the – we have the – I'm sorry. We have the Cowboys, and we have the Rams on Sunday night's football. Who are we going with? Savage, who you got? Uh, where's the game at? It's in it's L.A. LA. In LA, oh, okay, I'm going to Cowboys. In. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I just think the Cowboys have too much on offense uh, to the point where they're just gonna smother uh, the Rams. Uh, the I mean, they have Ramsey, but Ramsey can't can't possibly guard Cooper, CD, Gallup, Jarwin, 
Zeke. Like it's, it's too many weapons for, for Dak, and then Dak himself is a weapon, you know. So I think honestly, it'll be a blowout to be like 45 10. Honestly, jeez, I, I think we're y'all know nothing about the Rams. I don't like the Rams, like the Rams are not good to me. I, yeah, I just, but I know, but 45 points is a lot, sir. They beat them like they did last year. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. 45 10, man. So jeez. I got I'll, I got I'll go two scores, man. Give me Dallas um 31-17. Okay. Um, I guess yeah, she's she gonna play. I, I, I mean, I guess Cowboys. I mean <laughs> yeah, Cowboys, they're more I would say they're more in sync. Um they are the more talented team. They should win. So I think. Yeah. Took. Two. Two. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I'm going in and out. Um, I'm, I'm going to go with the Cowboys. I think it's going to be a blowout as well. I don't think it's going to be 45, but yeah, at least at least pass the controller. That, that's all I'm going to say. I'm going to go with the Cowboys. Pass, 21. 21. 21. Yeah, 21. Yeah, pass the controller. Cool. I'm about to disagree with all of y'all. About to disagree with all of y'all. Still picking the Cowboys to win, but it will be very, very close. I think it's going to be a close game. I'm growing Cowboys 28, Rams 24. I'm a little bit. Nobody's brought up the Dallas secondary, so I guess I'll bring it up. Nobody's brought, talked about the Dallas people, the Dallas Cowboys and whoever these old people that they got on the defensive line, so I'll bring it up. A little bit worried about the Cowboys, but. I'm not sure what the heck the Rams are doing. I'm not even sure who's still on their team after Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. Um, but, huh? It's not Cooper Cup. They got Cooper Cup still. Yeah, I was like, who are the Rams' weapons to take advantage? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It'll be a close game. Maybe I don't. I, I don't believe in the Cowboys' ability to win by two more than two touchdowns. Sorry, Cowboys. Though. I. That's why I gave them two. I gave them the two. I win. Right I win. Right I win. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, I have no idea what salary cap the Rams have at all uh, to keep signing players to $100 million deals um, <laughs> at all. Uh, but they can take those and and, and, and kill it. Um, we're definitely going to win this game. Um, I, I don't know if we'll score as much as is perceived um, just because we either start off really hot first game or we start off kind of cold first game. Um, and so I still give us a win by 10. Um, but to your point, Skyler, yes, we are actually missing – a corner in the secondary. Um, and so, yeah, that, that is a issue. Um, but we have to me, to me, the best talent back on defense, um, which is Vander Esch. Um, and, and it goes on un, unsaid about him. Um, and I don't mean that in like a all around, I should say, not even just like how he can defend um, the tight ends or a slot out of the, out of the uh, pocket or what have you, but I, I got us winning by 10. Um, 14 is great. 45 to 10 is even better. Uh, but to Sharky's point, a win is a win. We just need that. And we're not, we not folding under the big lights on game one. Duly noted. Duly noted. All righty. Last major game of this of the, of the first week, we have the Steelers and the Giants. <laughs> Steelers is back tomorrow, Monday Night Football, 615. Uh, Sharky, who you got winning, man? That might say a major game. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, it's the only major game left that has that hasn't been played yet that we haven't that we haven't already seen. Titans Broncos will be a much like better, Broncos. A much better game. Broncos missing like eight people. So Al- are the Giants. 
Yeah, I said the Giants too. Rocco Presti, for the Giants are missing that many. Giants are missing that many people. They just don't have that many good people. Period. Exactly. So still, it's about. I was about to say thirty-five by twenty-one. <laughs> hey, no, that ain't happening. Still about twenty-one. That's funny. I wish yeah, y'all, y'all can get some pick sixes and stuff. Danny Dimes, he's gonna be Danny Dimes, Dime and Diamond, all right. <laughs> so y'all DBs, let's go. Shitty, who you got? Yeah, I got I got the Steelers in an onslaught. Um, I, I don't even think it's even close. Um, if y'all not winning by at least two scores at the end of the first quarter, then y'all need to do something better. Um, because I don't see anyone on offense besides Saquon, um, for the Giants, but I also see a a reinvented steel curtain that can take care of that. And so once you take care of that, I don't even know the receivers. Um, they got still they got, they got Plaxico Burris still. He, he shot himself in the foot. Y'all, man, I just feel weird, man. I feel weird. I feel like the Giants are going to win this game. I feel like it's going to be like a low-scoring 17 to 13 type of game. And I feel like Danny Dimes is going to, like, march him down the field for the game-winning touchdown. So I, I feel like it's, it's going to be low scoring, but I feel like the Giants pull it off. Two. Give me, give me, give me Steelers. I got, I got Steelers by double digits. Um, I think y'all gave a lot of credit uh, to their defense over the past couple of let's be realist. And, you know, we're going to see what that defense is about. So I'm, I'm going to go with the Steelers by double digits. Uh, shout out to Danny Dimes. <laughs> what? We're we going to see, we're going to see what he about, but nah, give me Steelers. I'm joking. Come on, Trevor. Uh, I'm going Steelers, but it's gonna be closer than I would expect. Me, because I agree. If this is the game, because Scott and me and you both talk about this, if there is a game that you look on the schedule where the Steelers are supposed to win but somehow <laughs> loses, this is that game. That's why I said that. I was and, like, oh, no, and that's what they say. I'm still, I'm gonna pick the Steelers, but I think it's gonna be much closer to them folks think. I think it's gonna come down to a field goal. I'm going, I'm actually going 2017 Steelers. Ooh, that's really close to where I had. Um, I'm going close only because I think we'll win this game, but I'm going a close game just because it's been first game back after missing pretty much almost an entire calendar year. And I've already told you, I'm, I'm worried about how young the Steelers receiving core is, even if it's going against the Giants secondary, who I have no idea who's on their secondary. But it's just I think that's that that offense still needs to build some form of chemistry, even though Ben has been out for over a year and you have young and new receivers. So I'm actually going Steelers 21, Giants 14. Give me two turnovers by the defense. Okay. Shout out to Aiden in the background. What up, Aiden? What up, Aiden? <laughs> Yeah, I feel like it's gonna be a very ugly game. <laughs> I think the game gonna be very ugly, but I think y'all gonna run away with it in the end. Like, gotcha. like it's gonna be close going to the fourth quarter, then y'all gonna get a couple pick sixes because Danny Dimes is not Danny Dimes. He's Daniel Jones. There you go. I, I just think it's gonna be close. I man. All right. Ooh. Trevor. Let's start the NBA off with this comment that Justin made. LeBron, so sorry, he just now making it to the Western Conference Finals. Like, this is just his second year in the Western Conference, but and he's supposedly the GOAT. Shake my head. NBA. He trolling. He trolling. He was hacked. He has to be. He's a Rockets fan. 
Okay, before Nick, I, before I, before I throw it to Tuka and let him <laughs> unleash on the Rockets, because I'm yes. gonna unleash on them as well. Perfect uh, time. Perfect <laughs> well, time. First, we, we're we're getting down to the nitty gritty. Um, as we're getting to the conference finals in the NBA. Um, before we get to the West, um, which has still the conference finals still has yet to be set. Um, I'll start with the East. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, Hey, hold on, hold on. Before is that Tracy? That's Tracy, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's, no, it's okay. Tracy. Let's keep it moving. Let's keep it moving. All right. Um, so in the East, uh, we have the Miami Heat, who closed out the one seeded Milwaukee Bucks and convinced the fashion in five games. And then they're going to match up with the Boston Celtics, who uh, just last night closed out the defending champion Toronto Raptors in seven games. And um, fortunate enough, for the first time ever. The Eastern Conference Finals will not contain neither a one or two seed. Uh, so I just want to get you guys' predictions on um, who's going to go to the finals and what do you guys expect? So let's go. Boston yeah. in seven. Sorry. Was that what I, was I got? Oh, yeah, yeah, I was going to go let Savage go, but because okay. we already on starting five. But I mean, you said uh, Boston seven, I had Heat in seven. Man, I am torn, man. Like my like, I did bootleg breakdowns for the Nuggets and Clippers game today. It got a lot of views, y'all. It was like, whoa, I got a lot of views. But this game is like, this is my baby. I look forward to the matchup of like Coach Spo versus Brad Stevens. Like this is gonna be a coaching clinic. It will go seven. It's going seven. Period. Like there is no way Jimmy Butler gets (laughs) gets swept, gets gentlemen swept, whatever. It's going at least. Well, I'll say at least it's going seven. I picked Boston before this series even came about, and I'm going to still pick Boston, but I still want Miami to make the finals just because I want to see Jimmy Butler in the finals. So I'm going to go Boston, but it literally can go either way, in my opinion. Like, I would not be mad if, if Miami wins it, uh, but I'm going to go Boston just because I feel like Boston just has that look. Like I say that about Kobe all the time, where Kobe has that look where it's like you're not going to stop him. Jason Tate, Mark is smart. I, I don't know what's going on with that man, but <laughs> from top to bottom, I think Boston just might uh, just might end up going to the finals, man. I feel like they had that look they would have beat Toronto in five because that's seriously possible. Well, with Toronto, my, my, I, I I did mention that Toronto had the heart of a champion. Like, I feel like they weren't gonna go, go down like like some like some hoes. I mean, I feel like they were gonna fight, you know, either way. So I'm not I'm not as I don't you know take down points for Boston for for winning in that fashion. Uh, but I just feel like still, like the fact that they won that series still was like, I feel like that was just, just them and their like destiny to get to the Eastern Conference Finals. So, yeah, I think they're going. All right. Well, I guess I'll go next, and I picked it on and started five, and I'm gonna pick them here. I I got Heat in six. Um, mm-hmm. I just feel that this series um is really gonna for Boston to even win, and I know Jason Tatum's gonna get his. Jaden Brown's going to get his, but I'm um, keeping my eye on Kemba Walker in the series, uh, who really struggled against uh, Toronto, who couldn't really get it going thanks to that uh, boxing one that Nick Nurse had in place for um, for the Celtics. I just think for them to even have a chance, um, he's going to have to go off. Like Kemba's going to have to have a great series for Boston to even have a chance to make this interesting. I think, yeah, Tatum and Brown are going to get theirs, but I think the combination of Jay Crowder, Eagle Dollar, and Jimmy Butler is going to bother them to where 
it's going to become just a little bit tougher for them to get theirs. Not saying that they're not going to get it, but it's just going to be a tad bit tougher. I don't know who's guarding Bam at Abayo. They might have to switch up and go away from Daniel Tice um, to go with more of Robert Williams, maybe even Grant Williams as well. But then, of course, Gordon Hayward is coming back, so you got to try to incorporate him back in the lineup, which means it's going to take away minutes for Marcus Smart, who you just mentioned has been balling. So um, give me Miami in six. I would double down on that, Miami and six. When you look at, um, like what I said on the starting five, it's about that time when it's not about, per se, talent. It's more so who wants it more. And when you look at the how the Miami Heat been playing basketball since the bubble started, like they're hungry, they want it more. Like they, they're gritty. they led by Jimmy Butler, who who ha- almost had a taste of, you know, maybe seeing the finals last year, coming back with, you know, arguably a better team. And you got his guys following him. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's going to be a lot of pressure on Kimball Walker because Jason Tatum, Lord, he's going to ball out. We know uh, Jalen Brown going to get his, but all the, pre- all the pressure is going to be on Kimba because you're going to have to show up, especially what you did last series. And a lot of people put praise on Marcus Smart. You know, I I, I said on started five, like I don't think he's going to average 10 points a game this series. And if you consider how much he means to this Boston <laughs> offense a lot, I mean, since, uh, since going Hayward went out, he means a lot to the offense, so I I think it, it, I think he's gonna cool down and like I don't see him averaging ten points a game, but I do got the Rockets. I'm mean, not the Rockets. I do got the Heat in six. Uh, I think the Spo is <laughs> is got a championship team going, and you know the, they gonna keep it going. Yeah, I, I got a lot to say. Um, but I'm a I'm gonna be brief. Um, there's a team that used to have like an undersized point guard. There's a team that had a rim protector. Um, there's a team that had a, a point guard that could get you assists, but not always the points. Um, and you had like two great wing defenders. Actually, there was one great wing defender and another one that had some length to them. And they had one star on their team. And this star rose to the occasion in the playoffs and won the finals. That was Dirk Nowitzki. I see Jimmy on this same path. And with that being said, I'm saying Heat and six. I also believe that this presents the best matchup for the Lakers. And yes, I don't care about the West. I know we're going to talk about that in a minute, but let me sp- express why. Is there, if there is anyone that knows how to beat LeBron, will be the same person that coached mm-hmm. him for four years. Good point. Four years. And if there was anyone that knew how to beat a super team, right? They, we put together a super team in 2010, 2011. Guess what happened? We lost to Dirk and them. A super team is kind of put together with the um, Lakers, even though, I mean, Gummy Waiters don't play and, and Andy C. Smith don't do nothing. But that's a super team that's supposed to win the championship. And if we make it that far, I believe we present the best chance to stop them and win the, the finals. If anyone else, we're going to ship this out to Out West, and um, which it still has yet to be determined. So if you guys saw the name, it's, it got Clippers going to clip, which we don't know if they're going to collapse at this point because now after being up pretty much, what, 3-1 in the series, once again, mm-hmm. Denver has won two straight to even it up at 3-3. Uh, game seven will be, I believe, what, tomorrow, if I'm not mistaken? Mm-hmm. No, two days from now? Tuesday. 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 Thanks. So um 
who is finally going to punch the ticket in the Western Conference Finals to face the Lakers? The Nuggets or the Clippers? Clippers. I'm starting five. I have no idea why I'm picking the Clippers. I <laughs> literally have no idea. I'm just going to leave it at that. The Clippers are winning. So I, I oh, watched. Yes. I watched Minister Society last night. Mm-hmm. Y'all remember the scene? Kane was in the um, interrogation room, and he's like, mm-hmm. "You know, you done messed up now, right?" <laughs> <laughs> That's the Clippers. <laughs> and I kept it PG, saying messed up. <laughs> he said, yeah. "You know, you messed up. You know, you know, you up, right? Yeah, Clippers, you know, you up. Give me nuggets." For the exact same reason that Scott just mentioned about the Clippers, that's why I'm picking the Nuggets. I don't know mm. why, but I just think the Nuggets are going to pull this out. Yeah, I know who I'm going with. Hold on. While we add, Took was the only one who mm-hmm. came out and said that this series was going past five games. So mm-hmm. you definitely mm-hmm. deserve your flowers on that one, brother. So. I, I appreciate that. it. I'm a show smell them, but you gotta think, <laughs> bro. <laughs> 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 the, the the Nuggets are they have a system going. Mike Malone has a system going, and it's working to perfection. And the only difference is between now and, of course, a couple years ago is the confidence. Like Jokic is playing like the best basketball player on the court. Oh, you know Kawhi, Paul George, Jamal Murray. He's he's clearly the best player on the court. And when you look at Jamal Murray, who may be the star of the bubble, arguably, his confidence is through the roof. And then you got Junior, as Savage called him, you know, the, the calling out his team, you know, whether or not it should have been done in public, who knows. But he two and no sense. Two and no sense. Hey, two and no sense. <laughs> and, you know what I'm saying? Whether what they, of course, they probably talk behind closed doors. But in game five, when he got that ball and he shot it, mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, he put all his money on his mouth and he, he came through. And the so block. you gotta and a block and a block. So you gotta respect the team like the Nuggets, who are healthy. Gary, Gary Harris has come back, hit some amazing shots, and like I said, they got a system that's been, you know, that their team is two, three years old. And if you look at a team like the Clippers, who just got put together over the summer and has barely played the season of basketball together, like that, that's gonna come in handy. That's why I was like, you really can't count the Nuggets out, and that's why I think they're gonna beat the Clippers. Savage, uh. Man, so y'all know I just did bootleg breakdowns and like literally Kawhi, they have Kawhi Leonard running point, and I don't understand why. Because he is your best, like Sky say it best. A mid-range shot is a layup. A wide open three is a layup for Kawhi Leonard, too. Like he makes them oh, yeah. like no problem at oh, all. Yeah. But they have him running point, which tires him out. Um, and also, we ain't this this guy has not been mentioned yet. He might be mentioned on starting five. Uh, Mr. Glenn Rivers. Oh. Glenn Rivers. <laughs> Y'all did? Okay. Okay. Glenn Rivers, again, overrated as a coach. I would preach that to the halls come home. Overrated. There I may, no I may, be, I may be on that line with you, but at the same time, like, this still year one. Like, I, I I hope people don't be like, oh, fire doc. He didn't get it done. Like, it's still year one. They barely had a season. Again. Oh, he not, he's not, he not get fired. He, he's, he's a good but coach. But you know, you know the society we live in, though, Savage. Yeah. He, he's, like, he's, ever he's since ever since Kawhi and Paul went to the to the, to the the Clippers, it's, oh, I can't wait to the West Conference Finals, LeBron versus Kawhi. 
Mm. No, you got the Nuggets that's been balling together for a couple of years. Let's not yeah. forget about them. Yeah. Yeah, but that's the thing to San Francisco now's yeah. point. Like, this isn't – we're not just going overrated based off this year. It, this is past yeah. year. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's had opportunities. Y'all been the Blake, years. Yeah, he's been – like, even yeah. when um, when they had the victory, when they had DJ and Blake Griffin and Chris Paul, like, they should have at least gotten to the finals at least once. One. Never hey. did. I never did, and so and he, even when he was at the Celtics, like overrated. Then only had what two, maybe three solid years. Mm-hmm. He's been overrated, and he, I said also he better not lose. He uh, better not he lose. Will, he won't get fired, but he better not lose. So Look, my pick, my my, my pick yeah. would be I'm picking the Clippers because I feel like mm-hmm. Kawhi Leonard should alone should be able to win this game. Like he's been here before mm-hmm. with the Raptors. He's been here before with the Spurs. He should win this game. If they lose this game, it's not on Kawhi Leonard. I know that much. It's going to be either on Paul George, uh, Doc Rivers, or uh, Zubas because Zubas cannot play defense, period. Like, I, I love this player. He cannot play defense. Um, and one thing, and I, I'll end it right here, one thing that y'all uh, kind of got to look at, look at Kawhi Leonard's body language Yes. when he's close playing basketball. Look at his body language. He does not like playing with these dudes. So I'm looking at Pat Beverly. He might be gone. Lou Williams, he might be gone. It might be a new team around him and Paul George next year. From my from my point of view, yeah, because he's free agent next summer. Mm-hmm. They doing something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he may, he may go back to Toronto. He might. Um, you hey. should have included uh, Paul George in that same uh, "Who needs to be gone" as well uh, category, Savage. But I do want to bring up the point that you said about point guard. Um, mm-hmm. I don't. I don't remember the last game that Reggie Jackson has even played on the court. Um, (laughs) Because um, to your point, Kawhi is playing point guard. And so like, it's just, it's embarrassing. Um, His body language, I think I brought that up before is like, he doesn't want to play with them at all. Mm -hmm. Um, And the people that you named Savage, Doc Rivers, um, Paul George, Patrick Beverly, like people that may be on the hot seat to like go. Those are also the same people that have terrible records in game seven. Mm-hmm. Um, and so to that point, as, as far back as the Boston Celtics go for uh, Glenn, or as far back as Paul George wants to go with them Pacers or the Thunder or Patrick Beverly with the Rockets, Rockets yep. they don't have great um, they don't have great wins in game seven when it's really crunch time. Um, so mm-hmm. unfortunately, and the Nuggets have proven what twice already in the bubble that they can win a game seven. Mm-hmm. So I'm actually going to choose the Nuggets. I, I went on the pod earlier to say the Nuggets uh, for the starting five, and I actually believe in them, not not solely because of the talent that they have. Um, I'm more interested in whoever just said this about the team ball. They have a great team ball as opposed to the chemistry with the Clippers is gone. Um, they don't have that. They grade the six-man award, and I don't even know if they won since then. Uh, if they did, they won one game, um, and then it's been like nothing ever since. And so it's over with for the Clippers. Back to the drawing board. What are you going to do um, afterwards? I don't think Doc Rivers is fired, um, but he is definitely on the hot seat after this season. Um, and, again, Paul George, where do you want to go next? Because um, clearly the Clippers <laughs> ain't working out for you. Either, dog. Yeah. Shout out to my dad for the team ball. Yeah. I mean, Nuggets yeah. are playing team ball while the Clippers are playing individual ball, which is what Michael Porter Jr. said after game four. And everybody ridiculed him except us. And two games later, now he's looking like a genius. Exactly. <laughs> oh, so uh, now, oh, go ahead, Sharky. I was about to say, uh, Scott, I'm bad for cutting y'all earlier. I was saying that I know you and Savage for a long time, and y'all been saying Doc Rivers overrated before oh, he went to the Clippers. Y'all was saying that when he was in Boston, long yeah, time. Boston. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. 
Okay, and probably in the most entertaining fashion possible uh, last <laughs> night, um, the Lakers emphatically, and I do mean emphatically, uh, eliminated the Houston Rockets <laughs> from the uh, playoffs, sparking a lot, a lot of questions for the Houston Rockets going forward. Um, I'm just going to hand it over to my alien brother, too. The floor is yours. Uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. The reason I wore this Houston Rockets jersey is because I actually like the history of the Houston Rockets. I have no problems with them whatsoever. Tracy McGrady is one of my favorite players, and he played for them. However, the Houston Rockets that we're seeing now are D-O-N-E. They are done. Get rid of everybody. Jump ship. And I'm going to tell you, I actually wrote a couple points out, and I got three points that I want to make. The first point. First thing the Rockets need to do over the summer, they need to find out if they're going to keep James Harden or they need to find out if they're going to keep Daryl Moore because you cannot keep both. You either keep James Harden. We've seen what he's done. When the lights get the brightest, where is he? He's been the same way since OKC. He averaged, what, 12, 13 points a game, shot 30% from the three-pointer, and he actually had a – he averaged like 17, 18 points that season. So when the lights were the brightest, they dropped. You're going to roll with him as your superstar, as your number one option? Or you're going to go to Dale Moore, who <laughs> is giving me Chris Wallace vibes all over again. And I'm going to tell you why. <laughs> ever since Chris, ever since the Dale Moore has been with the Rockets since 2000, I think it was six, he was he was hired as an assistant manager and got brought on uh, the next year after 2007 as general manager. And that's how long he's been there. Bruh. Just Bruh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get to Russell Westbrook. I'm going to get to Russell Westbrook. Trust me. Before, before Trust you, me. You, but right now we're talking about Quiz Wallace Jr. And that is Daryl Moore. Hold on, Took, before you continue, do you know what uh, was Daryl? Do you know what was Daryl Moore's first move when he got the GM job? Um, let me see. 2007. He, it was probably firing uh trade. No, no, it was it was I think it was he took over as the actual GM in 10. And his first move was trading that guy whose jersey you're wearing um to New York. Mm, makes sense. And speaking of speaking of players that shouldn't have let, been let go. You talk about Carmelo Anthony, who balled out in the bubble. Analytics are taking over, taking over the Houston Rockets franchise, and it's all Darryl Moore's fault. Going back to Carmelo Anthony, they do games on 10-game 10, 10 increments, 10-game 10 increments, and they let you know everything that you want to say in a player. That's not working for y'all anymore. You got to figure out what you're going to do with Darryl Moore. Next thing, we talked about uh, Covington in the last podcast. If you trade Clint Capella, who's giving you 13 and 13, the, one of the best big man, defensive big man in the league, like can play defense, 13 and 13, you trade him for Robert Covington, who's now 6'8", your tallest player on your team, that's an issue. You went from Yao Ming, Hakeem Olajuwon to P.J. Tucker. That's an <laughs> issue. <laughs> like, come on, man. So, so that, let's get that's you either got to choose between those who is not working. Number two, Russell Westbrook. You got to find out what you're going to do with Russell Westbrook. And to, <laughs> and, to, and to me, I love Russell Westbrook. Y'all know I've always been on the Russell Westbrook bandwagon, but my all my case is you're not going to win championship basketball if Russell Westbrook is your point guard, not just the point guard. Lead on the team, distribute the ball, get everybody else involved. And you got James Harden, who's the give me the ball and get it the hell out the way. 
And now you got an alpha like like Russell Westbrook who played on Kevin Durant's team, like taking all the bad shots. Like, come on, man. We've seen how Russell Westbrook can, can destroy a team with OKC. He plays his way. I love Russell Westbrook for, for doing it, but he's not going to win championship basketball. Just like Allen Iverson is his way or the highway. You're not going to win. The Rockets need to say, hey, it's not bi- it's, it, it's not personal. It's business. And they need to get what they can for Russell Westbrook because those two, as much friends as they are, they're not going to coexist with each other. Matumbo, I gonna, forget about Matumbo. We're not going to miss Matumbo. Matumbo was like 40 when he was with the Rockets. <laughs> I mean, he was still getting it done on defense, but he was like 40. So let's, let's be real here. Point number three, and uh, my last point, which I can't believe I they, – they already killed my last point. They got rid of D'Antoni. I'm sorry, D'Antoni quit. Me, I actually like D'Antoni there because in this offense wins kind of deal, and he was – he did make it to two Western Conference championships, so we're not going to punk him there. D'Antoni did an okay job for the Rockets, who with Darren Moore giving him the talent that he needed, he did all right for it, but – you know, he walked away from a job, so it's now who are you going to replace D'Antoni with? Are you going to go with somebody who's going to make a system for James Harden, or are you going to keep going with analytics and use 10-game increments to decide what's good for your players? That's all I got to say about the Rockets. Um, I've been nice on all season. I actually <laughs> you want to trade them to the WNBA. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, you – you got it. You also got to think outside the NBA. Look at look at look look at what happened with Daryl Moore. The, China, you can't even watch LeBron in, in China this series because of Daryl Moore. Daryl Moore, like come on, man. Like who? Rockets ownership got to make a decision because it's not working. It's not going to work. And now you losing money because of it. So now you got a decision to make. But to me, throw throw everybody away. Start over. Yeah, Sato. except for oh man, what, what, what? James Harden is not number one. He's not number he's one. Not. He's not. That's why Westbrook, he's Madden, Westbrook played terrible, but James Harden, game four, two for eleven. Every year, somebody did a whole thread every year what he does in all the crunch games, and what I tell you, that jump was like very, yeah. very detailed and very, very true. detailed. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh man. So my two cents about the Rockets. One, shout out to my more. Shout out. About the Rockets. I mean, I, I yeah. What is the question that I always ask? Is who guarding AD? Right. Uh, <laughs> AD, AD, didn't, AD didn't even. He didn't even like go ham. This piece. He had like quiet twenty five and thirteen. LeBron was the one who went ham, and Rondo went ham. One of those games. It was just ridiculous. But. I I like to I commend D'Antoni for committing to his system. Um, I'm mad that the Rockets didn't choose to fire him. He he had the opportunity to quit. Like what? No, he should have been fired. Like no, you don't get to yeah. just say I'm leaving. You need you need to get fired. Um, I feel like the Rockets they if they come back with Westbrook next year, <laughs> God bless, God bless, because there is no way that Westbrook should be on the team next year. Period. James Harden, I got you. I understand it. But Westbrook should not be on the scene. Where does he fit? I have no idea because his style of play is – I said this back in – I, I, I got a solution for that, Savage. Sorry to cut you out. But when you look at analytics, okay. if you got a point guard and a shooting guard who can average 10 rebounds a game, why do I need a big man? That's mm. analytics for you. Because <laughs> you need somebody <laughs> to guard AD? That's you, need big man. <laughs> you need somebody to guard AD? Hey, two, two. Obviously, you don't. Robert Covington. Two. Oh, okay. 
<laughs> that sounds like the Grizzlies fans who trying to uh, get Jaron Jackson to pass for his rebounding when they say we could, you know, the guards can come in and get more rebounds. That's exactly, exactly. what they're saying. Exactly. I don't believe exactly. that. I don't have to about that. But, uh, yeah. but, but back to what I was saying about Westbrook, like I said this, like it's 2020. I said it's 10 years ago. I said Westbrook needs to be off the ball. I tweeted it earlier. I said he played better when Harden was running point OKC and when they had Eric Manor. When Eric Manor was there okay. coming in off the bench, they had a fluid offense. Like, I don't know if that's because they were younger and, you know, more open to, you know, running the offense now uh, and, and less entitled like how Westbrook is. The worst thing that happened to Westbrook is they gave him that MVP triple-double. That was the worst thing that ever happened to him because now he feel like I'm on 10 every single time I'm on the court. He At this point, I don't think he can learn. I think he's going to run himself out the league and run himself on, onto somebody's bench, to be honest. Because uh, I, I, I tweeted this earlier. I said, what is the difference between Dylan Brooks and Russell Westbrook? Like they they're getting the exact same energy, defense, you know, shooting the ball every time they get a chance, and probably not hitting at an efficient rate. Like we getting Westbrook for cheap in Memphis, whereas Houston paying forty million dollars a year for him. Like I don't. And he has been in the league twelve years 12 and does years. not have a consistent jumper. Period. Nope. When you are a starting guard in today's league, and people are willingly leaving you open oh, mid range. Wow. Three-point jumpers, I don't care. When you are not being guarded, it's a MVP. problem. That's then, Russell Westbrook's issue. He's clearly audacity. not working on the jumper. Clearly not working on the jumper. Get the audacity to talk trash down 30. Boy, if you don't shut up. That's the big game, too. Like, boy, and he oh, worried about – about Rondo, brother, in the crowd. Worry about this 30-piece you getting, dog. Like, what is it? And shooting 4 of 13 while you're talking. <laughs> like, stop it. <laughs> about double me. Why? I ain't, I ain't for single you. I'm gonna leave you open. <laughs> what are you talking about? Anyway, yeah. And back to uh, I'm getting outside with this one, but Lakers in five, y'all. Like, I, I'm sorry. I said it, I said this weeks ago. Like, I am not concerned about the Lakers. LeBron, he get that switch and then boop. It's it's yeah. I'm telling y'all, it's is Clippers five, Nuggets five. Is is no problem. Yeah. Um about the Rockets. I said the Rockets had the most approved to me coming into the bubble. Uh, mm. for the playoffs because they had the small ball. You had time to readjust and make whatever adjustments you had to make. And the only way that I would say that they would have proved me wrong is if they made it actually all the way to the NBA finals. Well, they almost didn't make it out, out the, the first round, to be honest. If we want to be honest, they were one Steven Adams dive away from uh, Mike D'Antoni probably being fired then. Um, and so let's talk about the Rockets problem. My first problem I have is um the russell westbrook issue russell westbrook has an issue like mentally um like he needs help because we all have played sports in some form or capacity none of us have played professional right but we've all played and been around hecklers and for you to be involved in the heckler twice in like the past what three years yep something is wrong and and you were you were not losing you were getting beat in a playoff game and you heard one fan over everybody else. That's a problem. Um, and you didn't respond well. You, you only responded with 10 points, but, I mean, so can Eric Gordon. Um, my, other, my other issue I have is James Harden. James Harden, how many years are you going to keep telling me that y'all are one piece away? <laughs> how many more years you got to tell me that? One thirty piece away. <laughs> Let's go ahead and drop you down. I agree. He's not a he's not an A in terms of playoff times. He is more of a B in playoff time. Um, and so he might need someone to be that for him. But also, um, James made a comment 
to the uh, defensive player of the year, right, and said all he could do is dunk. Well, I mean, you should have said that about your own favorite friend and teammate, Russell Westbrook, because all he could do was lay it up and dunk. Nobody cared about him at the three-point line. Nobody cared if he was at the mid-range, unless it went off the backboard and he, we were praying and he was praying that it went off the glass and in. I'm not worried about Russell Westbrook. Trade Russell Westbrook for something. Good um, luck. And not $40 million worth of it. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Good luck. But I think this team might actually implode. Uh, yeah, go ahead, Westbrook. Go ahead. You sitting there. You acting fancy. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, and it is the same stance he has is when his bags are already packed to go back to Houston. There ain't there ain't gate C eight already. Go ahead. Said, <laughs> 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 bro, bag is clean. <laughs> oh man, um, you guys pretty much hit the nail on the head with everything, and I, I'm gonna. I don't think no one has said it yet, but I'm going to be the one to say it, man. Um, Russell Westbrook's days are, are best days are behind him, like at this point. Uh, and for those that probably haven't been paying attention, this is this is the third year in a row where Russ has had an injury where he's missed some time or he's had to have the surgery in the offseason. And I think this is the second one where he's had something around his legs or his knees. I think he missed time when the bubble started with the quad injury. Uh, last season was his, his hand, even though it didn't really help much with his shooting. And then two years ago, uh, it was his meniscus. So at this point, if you're at Houston, you need to find somebody that's going to take on the contract. Again, good luck. Um, James Harden has to readjust his game. He needs to get back to actual playing basketball, meaning – Whoever's going to come in as the new coach for Houston has to put in James Harden's head, you need to start diversifying your game again. You need to start shooting mid-ranges. You need to start taking advantage of smaller guards when they're on you, working from the low block. Can you play with your back to the basket? Things of that nature. Things that we knew that he could do. I knew he could do in Oklahoma City, but just with this system that D'Antoni and Daryl Moy, for that matter, put in place, it's not sustainable. Even Kobe, uh, God rest his soul, said it himself, like, it's great in the regular season, but it's not sustainable in the playoffs. Uh, Harden needs you to move him to the point to the point guard and let him run the show and get like a shooter that can also that can also get theirs, or keep him at the two and put him with some other type of uh, PG, someone like maybe a Drew Holiday or something like, like that. Chris Paul, but nah, or Chris Paul, <laughs> yeah, or Chris Paul. Um, I mean, yeah, this this small ball crap is not is not going to work. So you're going to have to get some kind of defensive anchor to man the inside. Um, I don't know how, but Rudy Gobert is going to be available. He's a free agent. Can I ask you um, a question real quick? Who who is going to coach the Rockets? That's going to be able to like handle Harden and Westbrook's ego because Westbrook ain't going nowhere. They went to, to well, let's go back to like oh nine and bring back the amnesty clause. You can't amnesty <laughs> Russell yeah. Westbrook. <laughs> they gave away draft picks in the trade for him, so they so, can't. So that's they rude. They just, that's they rude. Oh boy, yeah. I, I, it ain't my team, so I don't care. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> Better hope they can make the playoffs next year. You know who they gonna have, right? Who I'll get somebody like Brett Brown? Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. What you rather time? All right, so I 
stumbled upon this like random meme that just was so happening to circulating across social media. Um, and it's just a basic pick them from two different all star teams. And the all one of the all star teams, I'll definitely age myself. Um, when I show you guys this, so and I've done the homework and I got each and every I got the rosters for both teams as well as their averages that season. So you guys don't have to do all of that. Uh, so I'm going to share my screen and um, it'll just be a would you rather just give me a second. All right. So here's my uh, would you rather. So in a basic pick them one game um, to the finish. Like, who are you taking? Uh, the 88 Eastern All Stars or the All Stars from the West in 1998? Um, so, just for those, like I said, I'm aging myself here, even though I was born in 89. But I'll name off those who made the uh, Eastern All Stars in 88. Of course, you have the GOAT, MJ. Uh, you have Moses Malone, Dominique Wilkins, Bird, McHale, Barkley, um, Patrick Ewing. Brad Darty, who was a big uh, piece for those good Cavs teams back in the day. Uh, Mr. Overrated himself, Glenn Doc Rivers. Yes, he. this was his one and only All-Star game. Uh, Danny All-Star Age, game? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Danny, Danny Ainge, Isaiah Thomas, and uh, lastly, uh, Maurice Cheeks. And then for the Eesh. 98 West, there for the 98 West, you got Shaq, Kobe, Nick Van Exel, Kay Jones, Jason Kidd, Mitch Richmond, the Twin Towers, Duncan and Robinson, KG, Ben Baker, and Carl Malone. So, sheesh, mm. uh, that's tough. Mm. My first observation: um, the Lakers had four All Stars. Jesus Christ, they had Nick the Quick, Eddie, Kobe, Shaq. Lord have mercy. Ah, uh, ah, man, eighty-eight. That's that's prime, prime Bird, prime Jordan. Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah that's deep that's, that's deep point mvp jordan by the way for those that don't know yeah i i, I got the west the, uh, the i mean not the west the east i'm sorry i got ada east team um first of all savage you, uh, you robbed a great point four lakers as are in the all-star game. I don't remember this 1998 Lakers team making it to the finals. So, um, so Larry Bird, so you always say who's guarding AD, right? Who's guarding Larry Bird? Um, Moses Malone is slept on. Charles Barkley is slept on. The biggest Red was cold. <laughs> the biggest in the, in the East in 90 in 88 is Kevin McHale. Um, and there's not enough said about Kevin McHale. And I just really think that this team, overpowers them more. I know they got the diesel and the Admiral down there, but I also watched highlights of Larry Bird going up getting 20 and 20 against Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Mm. So with that being said, you can give me the 88 East. Yeah, I'm going to agree with 88 East, man, because <laughs> I mean, the 98 West team is young, in my opinion. Like they're, they're like they're, they're not in their prime yet. So maybe if you would say like 2001 with prime Kobe KG, the only the only person that's in their prime on this picture at the bottom is probably David Robinson. 
Um, mm-hmm. Shaq, Shaq is just not in his prime. Yeah, David Robinson. I mean, this guy put up seventy-two points. I mean, but, I think it's yeah. Malone MVP year, maybe. Yeah, but no, even then, was, like this was after his MVP year, so yeah, so okay. maybe. But Robinson, even then, man, yeah. You said you said defensive player of the year, Jordan and Bird. Like, yeah, I'm going. I'm going to. I'm going to go East. I'm yeah, gonna go, uh, uh, not to, go ahead too. Okay, uh, I'm gonna go East as well because, like you said, Savage hit it on the head. Like a lot of people would see the West team, but they're extremely young. Like Kobe was 90, 95, 96. Mm-hmm. Um, Jason Kidd, ninety-seven. Like a lot of these were like, maybe like one, two, three-year players going against you know a defensive player of the year, Jordan at his best. You know, I don't think Bird was at his prime in eighty-eight. What was Bird? Like he retired ninety-two, so he was Hold at on. the end of his prime. Okay. Hold on, two, so, two, two, two. Hold on, but just listen to this. Bird that season averaged 30, nine rebounds. Oh, okay, shut me up. Yeah, six he's, he's six assists. Shut me up. Shut me up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can admit, it. hey, shut magic. me up. Cool, cool. I'm rolling. I'm I'm gonna roll. I'm gonna roll with the east. Uh, I'm there. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm going with oh, east Tyler. just because um, like Sava said, and I think Chidi said it too, it's just you got you got prime. Golly, I mean, everybody in the East is just so much in their prime. And I mean, just I'm going off like Thomas, Jordan, Bird, like all of them, just like I I don't know who guarding all of them. <laughs> I mean, I see like you have you have the the, the, the West All-Stars, but like who's stopping them at that point at, at their point of the at, at that point in the life. So I, I'm going with the 88 East. East for me. I don't read. Pretty. I'll make it. I'll make it a clean sweep and go 88 East as well for the reasons that y'all just named. Uh, I actually was presented this, and a lot of people actually picked 98 West. Uh, so I think if some people were playing because of the Twin Towers, I'm like, okay, yeah, that's true. And this was this was Duncan's rookie season, which wasn't bad numbers from him, but you got so many people on the 88 East team is just in their prime at that moment. So uh, give me the 88 yeah. East. And and one player that we didn't even speak about is Isaiah Thomas. Exactly. Uh, and he's a, a amazing point guard at this time and getting primed to go on and, and win a championship um, the following year. Come on, man. Give me the ADA East. They don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> I told you. I, I told you what it is. A lot of people see the bottom like, oh, oh they cold, they cold. But it's like, yeah. uh, you kind of got to put into consideration age and, you know, how really talented they were right then. Mm-hmm. Like, Y'all that's why I was there. It didn't say in their prime, it just said which one. Yeah. That was a good one. Anybody got to say anything to add? No. Mm-hmm. All right, I guess, yeah. Captain, take us out. <laughs> I said two. Hey, two, did you have one? Two. Did you have a what you wrap? Hold on. Dang, I, I, did. Remember I, saying, I remember saying you. I remember saying you did. Before Trevor had. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. I think I think we went over it on the um on the starting five. It was with kind of with the trade with the trade talk. I mean, we, oh, we, if y'all want to go through yeah. it on here, we definitely can. Like we definitely can. It was okay. either, uh I, I think it was a would you rather trade uh, Chris Paul to Milwaukee or to uh, to Miami? Mm. Because mm. both didn't say Miami. I can tell you that. Both teams, can really use, uh, both teams could really use Chris Paul mm-hmm. definitely for different reasons. Um, is you know, in a matter of you know, which one fits, but he fits a plus with both of them, so it's a matter of 
who would you rather have them on? You know what I'm saying? Miami or, or Milwaukee? Depending on what we're giving up. Right. <laughs> okay, let's say, I, I don't know, uh, like I said on five, uh, bless old cash consideration, whatever. Just make it work for Chris Paul. And let's right, see. Bless old mid picks. I think it's a way that they can keep me. I think they can keep me if they can try to get Chris Paul. Mm. So let's that's say be a whole... you replace Chris Paul with, with you replace Eric Blesso with Chris Paul, or you replace uh, Kendrick Nunn and maybe a couple other players for, uh, for Chris Paul. I can tell you right now, OKC, if they were to deal with Miami, they're going to ask for Tyler Hero and Pat Rogers going to hang up the phone. Yeah, that's, a, that's a, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And if I'm so, OKC, I, I need to get mid so I can prepare him with with SGA. But yeah. really, 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 this is what this, if I'm if I'm OKC, this is what I really want. You got I'm giving you Chris Paul and um, Adams. You got to give me mid and Brooke Lopez. That's what I want. I need some, I need some shooting on my team. If you gonna give me if you gonna get no Chris Paul, I think I actually think that Chris Paul would fit. I would like to see him with Milwaukee, and I want to see him work the pick and roll with Giannis. I want to get the ball out of Giannis' hands and uh, get him off the ball for like lobs and pick and pops. Miami, I think Miami got some. They they good where they are. I think they yeah, they're they're, they're good. They, yeah. they don't need Chris Paul. I mean, Chris Paul would be great. I mean, I ain't gonna that's that's, that's the point guy, but um, I think Milwaukee would need to be more aggressive to get him. And if they can get Chris Paul without giving up mid, that's perfect for mid to be honest. Yeah, um, I, I've actually also inquired and, and liked what Mid has been doing by himself. Um, with Giannis down, has been much more improved. He's a, he's an upper mid. He's not like a low mid anymore. Um, for that, but again, I, I think this this would you rather uh, you would rather see CP3 actually go to the Bucks as opposed to going to the Heat uh, because I believe what Miami has set up they've set up for years to come. Whereas the Bucks are just trying to scramble to say, hey. We need you here, Giannis. What team do you need around you? What stars do you need around you so you can stay in this smaller market um, before you go and command, you know, some other millions from somewhere else? Um, I would say the I would rather Chris Paul go to the books. I think what's worked extremely well for not only Jimmy Bullock, but the Heat is Jimmy Bullock having the ball in his hands and him being able to and to dictate the offense. And so whether that means, okay, I'm keeping the ball this position, I'm scoring however I'm going to score, or I'm facilitating right now. And I think if you add Chris Paul to that mix, then that takes the ball out of Jimmy Bullock's hands. And I think that lessens his value and what he means to the team. So uh, I would rather see, I guess, if, for the sake of this conversation, I'd rather see uh, Chris Paul go to Milwaukee. But like I said, on starting five, I don't think that moves the needle for the Bucks, honestly. All right. All right. All right. Anybody got anything else? Nope. Just wanted to show like Naomi really quick. She won her uh, second U.S. Open over the weekend. Um, also, just want to give her a shout out um, and her flowers to um, bring awareness to Black Lives Matter. Uh, she wore, um, uh, she had her, she had names of de several different um, uh, Black people who were um, murdered um, in some form or fashion by police. And so she brought awareness to that. So definitely just want to give her her flowers to that. Again, she mentioned earlier on the podcast how 
black women they're always they're always leading um the movement in some form of fashion again Naomi talking and another woman um doing something great um in her sport so i definitely want to give her flowers for that shout out salute yes yes let's let's not keep our necks off of the crimes that have continued to happen uh, across this country um and continue to remember that black lives matter um, and as always, as Skylar just mentioned, man, protect the queen at all costs. All right. Uh, I know, CJ, you got a blog coming soon about the racial injustices. Like I said, once again, congrats. Hopefully, for safe delivery for you and the missus. Yes. And yes. Happy early anniversary to Trevor and Amanda. But right. until next time, y'all, we're over 101 now. Peace. <laughs>
Under NASA's Artemis program, Dynetics and Lidos will develop and build a new human landing system, advancing economic opportunities and paving the way for a sustained lunar economy. Learn more at DyneticsHLS.com. New Extra Charge Hot and Iced Coffee from Dunkin' is made with 20% extra caffeine from green coffee extract because we could all use a little extra this year. Whether that's an extra boost, some extra boldness, or the drive to go the extra mile. We're extra ready for whatever comes our way and extra excited to take it on. Let's get it done with a medium extra charged coffee from Dunkin' for $2 with 20% more caffeine. And pair it with snackable stuffed bagel minis for an added all-day boost. Order ahead on the Dunkin' app. America runs on Dunkin'. Participation may vary. Limited time offer.